the ever-present, the always wise Preston Johnson. That was, hey, that was the best you got. You had like eight minutes to think of that. He's the deep tissue guy down there, so he's going to be <laughs> massaging everybody. We're just trying to save money. We can talk about anything. This is why this is the owner's box. It wouldn't be wag me if it wasn't, you know, interesting. True. <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome to another episode of the Owner's Box. I am joined by co-chairman of Crawleytown FC, uh, all-around good guy. Please welcome my co-host and uh, father figure, even though he's younger than me, uh, Preston Johnson. Thanks for hey, the buddy. intro, Andy. How are you doing? You're in New Orleans, you said. You're not even uh, in New York. I am. I'm. I'm. I'm in New Orleans. Uh, I've already gained. Probably five pounds. I don't know. I've been just eating good, good. fried dough and like butter and flour, just kind of just drinking calories. Um, and then you're headed to Crawley slash London for World Cup stuff and content and everything else. So it's a it's a good little uh, month you have coming up. Here. Yeah, I'm excited. I I have some shows around London, and my wife is going to join me. I want to show her all the glory of Broadfield. Um, get Wonderful. her to stop calling it soccer. And then, um, you know, maybe see if she wants to, she's got a pretty big internet following. So I was thinking that maybe she could train with the guys as well. You know, maybe we get a day where she trains <laughs> or at least coaches. Yeah. That's not a bad idea. Yeah. Can't hurt. And maybe, or we could call know. it the wasps. She could do something with the wasps for sure. That'd bring oh, that's a ton a good of attention idea. too. Yeah. yeah. All right. I wonder if she can qualify for the, if she can play for the wasps since, uh, I don't know. You probably have to be British, but we're wasting time. We have a great guest today. Um, he is. We're we're we haven't had somebody from the ownership group for a while, so it's good to have this guy on. We've been trying to get him. Uh, he's a busy dude, so it's been hard to coordinate with him. Um, do you want to say anything, like before I introduce him about how you no, met or anything like that? I mean. I've known Jacob basically since this whole kind of Web three NFT explosion happened. Um, but he was the reason the genesis of Wagner United even happened. He's the one that kind of hosted slash put the dinner at Nobu, the infamous dinner in Malibu at Nobu, uh, where Evan and I initially met. And Evan was like, hey, we got to talk. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, Jacob and I have been friendly since before even that. But uh, he's just in deep with a bunch of this stuff and uh, has a really interesting background. So I'll let him kind of introduce himself from there. But go ahead, bring him in. Great. Welcome to the pod, Jacob Martin. How You're are on you, mute, by the way. I'm not sure if that's Andy's fault or your fault, but one, it's of, not one my of you fault, guys. But I'll unmute fault. him. There you Jacob, go. Are you here now? Yeah, you're good. I can't. Well, How's it going? What's up, man? How you doing? This is fun. Who who have you been doing owners box with? If you didn't have owners, what is this? We uh, this, well, we did. We know. only did one episode where we didn't have an owner. It was Chris Galley, the director yeah, of football. Yeah. And then we well, we also had weeks. we took a few weeks had, off though for a while. Yeah, oh, and then Liam too. Liam for the Sidemen announcement. Yeah, I forgot. Yeah, about that. yeah. And we were all traveling and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's fun. Yeah, what's up, guys? Um, t- it's been too long. Access. I apologize because I know I know you. Uh, you're one of like the OG kind of founders of this whole thing, so it's good to have you on to finally get get this sorted. Yeah, for sure. Um, I was just texting Preston about other fun things. So Wagme, I view I view Wagme United and Crawley Town as my favorite side job. Um, it's definitely how it how it sits in my life. A couple hours here and there, sprinkle some fun, and uh, hope nice. for the yeah. best. You know, um, we can totally 
remove this, but I do think that it's a good day to have two kind of pros on. It's uh, It's been kind of a dark day in the world of crypto. We don't need to talk about it much. How are you guys doing? Are you guys faring all right? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Generally, okay. no. I think that's how that goes. Uh, okay. Yeah, no, it's not good. It's a, it's a terrible day for all. Crypto is probably set back five years from the last week. Um, as think, far as like, is that a, is that a genuine mass? Yeah, being, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I mean, you think it's about a five year thing? Wow. Yeah. Cause SBF from, from FTX had the strongest and deepest, um, federal relationships. Like he was the one in DC having the conversations and everything. Regulations, everything. Yeah. 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 And then he just straight lied the whole time to all of them. And now they're not going to trust anything or anyone. Um, so from like a federal and like a government perspective, it's like real bad, real bad. Yeah. I was thinking about this. Like, I feel like, um, besides Ethereum kind of being the, the currency with which NFTs and blockchain are really traded, um, there needs to be a new iteration or verbiage for the, the blockchain blockchain technology that we're going to just see become so regular within our lives because i think people are going to associate it with crypto and this is kind of you know obviously a big uh blemish on the old cv uh so do you guys feel like there's a world where we start just referring to blockchain technology for like smart contracts token as opposed to like crypto as its own like kind of umbrella defining term yeah yeah because i already feel like it's it's already outdated right like it's like what what we did with the crawley town wag me nft is so far removed from just holding a coin you know Mm -hmm. so i don't know yeah yeah, it's all it's all gonna be called i mean we're already seeing like the formal instagram move to, to having everything listed as digital collectibles so that's where we're headed. Digital assets, digital collectibles, digital things. You know, most users, plenty of users won't even know or won't even care if it's on blockchain or not on blockchain. They just want to know that they're, they've got what they've got, right? Like Preston has the jersey on the wall behind him there, but like he, it's his. It's physically like he can touch it, right? So yeah. people just have to get used to like, when I log into my video game, I do or don't have the skin I can use, right? I do have this Crawley Town shirt nft or i don't right like what doesn't matter if the word nft is thrown in there it's just like i have this digital collectible or i don't you know and and it gets me something or it logs me in or it doesn't you know so i think it's all just going to be solved um through a combination of like kind of name change but also just like actual use cases you know like next year in an ideal world you'd be able to log into a token gated crawley town website or something that just proves you have the token and then iFollow would be like baked in, right? Like yeah, you bought yeah. the NFT, maybe we pay for iFollow on the back end or something, right? Like, but in an ideal world, they just click a button, log in, and that digital collectible, you can stream the games now, right? Like that simple use cases like that is where people are going to be like, oh, I get it. Sure, right? I don't care what you call it, but I get it. Yeah, I think we want to start doing more token gated content as well, where that's the only way you have access or certain perks within like a, a live right. stream where you can only chat if you have the NFT and that's all done via the, the blockchain. So, yeah, it's interesting, Andy. I know you're just kind of like new to a lot of it anyway, but um, yeah, because I think I, next I, year I hadn't heard a five year setback reference until now, which is more 
damaging than I initially would have thought, but I haven't actually really dug in because yeah. I've been on this roller coaster of crypto, whatever, for a decade and yeah. like this shit happens. And <laughs> so I just yeah. like, kind of like put it behind me and just keep looking ahead. But uh, yeah, that's it's, it's a pretty, uh, it's pretty eye-opening. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say that I think next year we should have a special tier of coin where it gives you access to watch me take showers, you know? I'm out on that one. We, Come on. A, any other idea you've had is better than that one. I think, I think that's that's the worst one you've ever had on this show or, or privately. Listen, I got some good coverage for my bad ideas in the New York Times article this week. And you did? So Congratulations. Just, yeah, I, I really looked like the villain when I was like, there was a quote that was like, those other teams beating us have never trended. You know, like, it was just like... Nice. I, I felt like I felt like kind of a, you know, it worked out bad. perfectly. I didn't yeah. even tell him to do that. It's great. Um, all right, let's talk about Jacob more. Jacob, Why give us your about- back, your backstory pre crypto NFTs, whatever. And then how it kind of led into what you're doing now. Um, and we'll sit back and listen for a bit. And then Andy has some more questions for you. Okay. Um, yeah. So I, and one of the youngest guys in the group, I think, um, 27. So I don't have like, uh, I guess if a lot of our listeners are UK based, like they finish high school quicker than we do college quicker than we do whatever. But in America, you know, I finished high school at 18 undergrad at 21 and then law school. So I was in school until just a few years ago. Um, but I started my first company while I was in school. Um, tried to take wills and trusts, you know, so when you die the documents and automate them. So I've been kind of around blockchain stuff for a long time. Um, Tried to automate what happens when you die so that people don't argue about it and just cause family problems. That sounds super boring because it is super boring, but it's like an interesting like niche problem um, that everybody kind of deals with at some point. Um, And then, you know, tail into that, I was kind of in a position where as like a law student, young lawyer, I'm one of the few people in the world that's like done anything crypto related. Um, and I had frankly done a lot crypto related at that point. So um, put myself into a position where I said, you know, I, I know all the words associated with crypto and blockchain. Like I know what's going on and I don't need 30 years of experience to be good at it. Just like YouTubers and TikTokers don't need 30 years of experience. It's a brand new thing. Um, so over the last couple of years, I've ended up being lawyer or advisor to, you know, several billion dollars worth of transactions at this point, um, which is usually what someone claims after a 30 year career. And, and I've been able to kind of sneak my way into that situation in just a couple of years. Some, you know, some major art companies, some, some fortune 500 technology and, and entertainment companies um, have, have, you know, hired me for con- consulting or, or legal or whatever. Um, and then you know, I also just invested really well and got lucky in crypto. I uh, haven't done that as long as Preston has, but, you know, uh, it went pretty well and kind of transitioned into running a, a venture capital fund with a business partner. And so we invest in early stage companies that are doing, you know, NFT kind of digital collectible use cases. Um, so things that we think are going to drive, you know, consumer and user adoption of, of this technology and and you know, at the end of the day, I sit in this spot where I've kind of got a, my net worth and my life are a leveraged bet on blockchain working, you know, on this stuff working and being relevant and mainstream and, you know, 
you know, the most important thing, basically, like that it, it's the most important thing to me, I guess, outside of family and some other stuff. But like from a business perspective, like I just want to see this stuff folded into as many things as it can fix, because I think it makes certain things better. Where um, would you say, I have to jump in, where would you say, yeah. I've never asked you this, or at least I haven't for months, where would you say is the area that you guys, when you're looking at investing, are, are finding the most opportunity or promise or that just stands out the most, just, just vaguely? I'm, you don't have to even mention companies, but just I'm curious if there's like a sector that you've navigated toward more than others. Yeah, I mean, when we look at, when we think about it, we're thinking about what is either onboarding the most new users to some kind of crypto related thing or what is like improving someone's just day-to-day life by being like crypto related. Mm. So that'd be like token gated stuff, right? Like take OnlyFans, take Patreon, whatever. Like if we thought a basic digital collectible, basic token would make that whole process easier. Maybe you don't want a KYC, but you want access to that Patreon, right? Maybe you don't want a whatever, right? Like I think there's certain things that can make, um, existing systems better simpler easier um and so that's what we're looking at it tilts towards gaming and like digital kind of avatars metaverse like wearables and stuff like just things where people are logging in looking at it thinking about it you know etc it'd but, be perfect for my um the andy hank shower tier go for know? it that's the I like it. technology that's right that's right <laughs> If you got Jacob on board, you guys have a separate convo. Yeah. Okay. That's right. Yeah. That's all maybe, I'm looking for. Maybe we don't have to brand it with Wagme. Maybe I'll go independent. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I do think it's I, I think it's interesting. Um, just like I and I say this from like a, a very un uh, educated place, but like with all the growing pains and stuff we're talking about, and also we can talk about football in a second. Um, it's like it seems like this is all being adapted no matter what is happening with the trends like it's going to happen and so it's like it's very interesting to kind of see like the use you know uh cases being kind of happening despite whatever people think or whatever the drama is around the currencies and things like that so um, yeah i mean one thing one thing that i think a lot of people are like just not even paying attention to or thinking about is like Facebook is burning tens of billions of dollars right now every month with how much they believe that like metaverse is what's next, right? Like they changed their name of their company. They've lost two thirds of their stock price and have burned tens of billions of dollars just trying to figure out AR, VR, metaverse, digital environments, et cetera. Like, I don't think people give that enough respect on a day to day, right? Like nobody's like, Oh yeah, the metaverse yeah. is obvious. Zuckerberg has changed his whole company's name, right? Like WhatsApp is owned by Meta. Instagram is owned by Meta, right? Like that's how bullish they are that that's where this is all headed. And to me, that just feels like something that's just constantly kind of overlooked. Yeah. It's like this, this is it. Like this is where the next wave is. Like everyone that wants to see Ready Player One at all or Sword Art Online at all like come into being, those people are like deeply bullish in this sector. It's not like a maybe or an if, or a fringe. It's like, no, like Twitter just filed this week to become a payments processing company because they're going to fold in crypto transactions. Like, so now you're going to have Facebook owned by a metaverse company and Twitter owned by a Web3 metaverse company. Like literally your daily uses are going to all be folding it in. And so the hope is that Wagner United and my fund and most of our friends here 
are like early enough that we ride those waves and we look like OGs and legends, right? Because we were, we were in on it earlier, wasting all of our time and money on it earlier than everyone else. You know, like that's the hope is that it becomes so obvious that sports betting is done all on chain because you automatically get a win or a loss and funds are just released. Like no settlement layer, no web to right? Like just basic things that, you know, hopefully are heavily improved. You know what that just made me think of is that like next season, we should definitely set up um, a 360 camera above the box so that people above your shower. Watch. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> 360 no. camera. All right. That actually. I really thought you opinion. were going to like straight down and give <laughs> us the shower going. again. I really no, no. I, I wish that I would have thought of that. No, but like, cause I, I used to work in VR in LA okay. when I was out there and I did some stuff like I watched concerts in VR and there was like a short window where they were showing the champions league in VR. Like mm. you could just put on a Google uh, cardboard and watch the game. And it's like, that's something we should definitely think about is like, if people are, if, cause I'm sure that a lot of coin holders have a place invitation VR or an Oculus and they can just watch the game. I don't even think that would necessarily go against our uh, streaming, right. rights, streaming you know? stuff. I'll, I'll talk to Kevin Semenik. Preston, don't worry before I set it up. <laughs> Kevin's the greatest. I love Kevin. Um, so that all leads you to a dinner for apes. No, punks. No, um, false. I thought that's what it was. Is it CryptoPunks? Punks. Yeah. punks sorry, dinner. you guys. I'm, I'm really everything. sorry. I'm so sorry. Uh, I don't even think apes know how to host a dinner together. That's true. So <laughs> the punks are eating and i say hold on before before we move on just because like i'm a foodie and a fat ass can, can i just shout out nobu I, I actually hadn't had the fried chicken there before which i found out later that jacob knows the chef lived i believe like across the hall in texas That's right school no, here in and malibu yeah it was in here. malibu then oh, okay yeah. so it was even more local more recent he was giving jacob like like every day he was testing his recipe and bringing it to jacob and others in their apartment building um to try and so Jacob like got the whole process of this like perfected right. fried chicken and it's so at Nobu, good. and it blew me away. Anyways, I've only had it one other time since, but it's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, is, sushi, is Nobu the best sushi in LA? Or because I was a strong mm-hmm. sugar fish guy, probably not uh, the best sushi, but it's the best or close to the best like well-rounded everything, including sushi. It's, yeah, su- sugar yeah. fish is probably the best bang for buck in LA. Right, because you can get like an omakase for like forty bucks at lunch or something at Sugarfish. Yeah. Lunch yeah. at Nobu is still like one fifteen. Okay. But they're blending in like some wagyu cuts and this fried chicken and like this like Chilean, Argentinian, Peruvian salad with some like Japanese flair. You know what I mean? Like it's like very. It's heightened. There's just a lot going on, is what I would yeah. say. So, I do think Nobu. You know, there's plenty of people that are like oh, well, like rappers and country singers talk about Nobu. It's played out like celebrities go there. It's like, no, it's genuinely still better than everywhere else. Like still just some of the best food I've had every time I've been. So I'm embarrassed to say I've never been. I feel like a loser. You should do it. You should do I'll it. Go to the New- There's one in New York. I'll go to the There's New one York. in London too. You can go. I think there's one in London New- now. Yeah. My wife hates fish. There. She's a loser. Well, they have everything. That's what I guess I was implying is they have more that's than right. just the sushi. So it's a good spot for that. Okay, I'll take my that's wife right. to get she loves fried chicken. So that's nice. nice. So you are at a punk's dinner at Nobu in Malibu. And then 
Preston and Evan approach you with this crazy idea? Uh, yeah, a little longer played out than that. I mean, I, I hosted this dinner, 16 of us, and um, it was fun. Like, several people had never really hung out with other crypto people before. Like, they're, you know, when there's crypto punks or somebody's like higher collectibles, that's, it's, you know, at that time specifically, it would be the same as a Lamborghini meetup you know, or a Ferrari meetup, like these are $300,000 assets at the time. And you're like kind of a specific person if you're still holding on to it, you know, and not selling it and stuff. So the group's like not curated in some sense, but curated in another sense. Right. Um, yeah. And so, no, I get a phone call from Preston and Evan like a week later. That's like, Hey, we haven't stopped talking about this thing. And we don't, like we're smart guys with what we know, but we don't really know how to do certain bits of this that we think you as a lawyer and a crypto person could help us figure out. So do you want to help us figure out how to pull a group together and then buy a British football club? And I was like, can you pay me in ownership? And they were like, yes. And I was like, great. I'm in. <laughs> uh, so that's pretty much I think how you told went. me. You told me, I think that night you like, your like mind was kind of like off thinking about it. And your wife was like, what's up, what's on your mind? And you're like, I think we have to buy an English soccer team. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I, like we have to do it. Like uh, there's no other explanation. She's like, what? What's going on? Anyway, it was, it happened right. so fast, but it was just like too obvious. That's right. Yeah. It's one of those where like, you know, it could have been like crypto has brought me a bunch of funky opportunities over the last year and a half. And this one, like I said, is like actively my favorite side job or side thing that I think about every now and then. It's just like, I was just talking yesterday, actually, at the gym. There was a guy with a, a Bayern bag, FC Bayern bag. Um, oh, nice. So the German, German football club. And um, ended up being, he's like this tall German dude, grew up in Munich, whatever. But I was just like, oh, you have a Bayern bag. Like, you know, are you, are you a big football fan? Like, what's going on? And he was like, oh, like, People don't usually ask, you know, here in LA, if I'm a football fan when they see it, you know, he's like, does that mean you're a big football fan? And I was like, well, <laughs> well, I kind of, I kind of like I'm part owner of a, of a, you know, league two football club in England. And he's just like, what? I kind of explained <laughs> it a little bit. And he just like, just like with the perfect combination, I felt like of like curiosity and jealousy and like, you know, like vision. He's just like, I mean, that's, that's the dream. Like part ownership of a football club is it's the dream, you know? And I was just like, you're right. It is the dream, right? <laughs> like, like, this is great. So it was, can uh, I ask you what gym you go to? Uh, yeah, I go to an Equinox here in Westlake. Just started going recently. Love nice. It. I, I have one in London. I was just looking at London gyms the other day, Andy. That's why I was just curious, but they don't the have Equinox, lifetime yet, but they have an Equinox. And Equinox is great. Nice one. Yeah, Mainly I think we should do because uh, of the shower. All Wagney staff. Speaking uh, of showers, Equinox Andy. memberships. Yep. It's mainly because of the shower. Yeah, they have Kills products. The, the steam. steam room shower with the Kills pro. It's all just like. It's right. It's right. Preston, Christmas the is shower pod. Yeah, you want you want a membership for Christmas. Where yeah. are you going right now? You said you have one that's pretty good. No, I go to like, I go to just a junkie, like, it's like a, 
it's like one of those gyms where there's like no staff and you just use a fob to get in. But they let me like hmm. turn it on and off. Freeze on freeze. Yeah, yeah. Nice, and I can nice go job. to any I can go to any gym in England. So it's just my English gym membership. Oh, that's nice. So it's like it's right next to um trying to think of what that Bloomsbury, whatever that is that we walk to sometimes to get food, Preston. Um, anyways, this is becoming a very uh detailed uh a very niche episode. We're talking about um, very rich guy right. stuff. Are we talking about football? Well, I want to ask you. So, did you have any kind of experience? Like, had you been a fan? Were you going to? Um, I know you have Texas roots. Did you go to? Yeah. Like any football games out there? College? Any of it? Yeah. No. I. You know. I think football is a really interesting. Like the relationship with Americans to football in my experience has been like, we don't really have any sports in America where you can't win. You know, like a tie doesn't really make sense to the American like winner mentality. Yeah. And also we're all fat. So nobody runs. Like nobody is like running all the time for, you know, an hour and a half. So in my experience, I like I never I never played soccer. I played once in junior high for a little bit, but like no one in my family played. No one really cared. Like soccer is like a non-major sport in America, right? And so I pretty standard guy myself. Like I grew up playing baseball, loved it. I was a catcher, played all through high school. Kind of was gonna play in college and then didn't. And really, you never um, told me that. Nice. Yeah, I had some like junior college scholarship offers in Texas, which is like a pretty standard like play two years JUCO, go to a D1, whatever. But I, I had like a bigger academic scholarship um, to a different school, and that's a lot easier to, for me to make a 3.6 GPA than for me to hit 300, you know, um, at a JUCO. And so, yeah, like I, I did that. Um, no, but really no experience with football prior other than watching the World Cup every few years, you know, pretty standard. Um, mm -hmm. Like, but in my experience so far, like, I love, I love all the moving parts. I think what I've seen, at least one of the things that stands out to me with how we've done things this year is like, it's so different than baseball, football, whatever, where you're used to like, you sign people when they're like basically good enough to be a pro or like you help foster them a little bit. And then you have them for the first five years of their career. And then there's like, like homegrown talent is so common. Whereas with football, like we're in league two, it's standard to take your best player and sell them upwards. Right. Like, so you're like cultivating, but selling at the same time like that's like a business in like, that sense. yeah it's yeah. like you're taking loans down and you're selling your best players up and so it's you know i know some of our fans specifically some of the crawley people are like really deeply in love with certain players that have been around for several years and like that's just like not even a normal standard thing in football to have someone who's been on a club for seven years like that's more of a head scratcher than like a commonality mm -hmm. and that i find all of that really i mean i find it really fun and interesting um, we're also such but, a business motivated country that I think when you could even have somebody like traded from the Yankees to the Mets and there'd be a few people that would like, you right. know, have some, have some mean things to say, but you know, when, when certain football players have swapped sides, like I, we, me and Preston just watched a documentary about Figo going from, mm. uh, 
Barcelona to Real Madrid. And he like, he was like, it was like a mafia witness trying to get to games. Like people, people, and I, you know, obviously that's not going to happen to the same extent in England, especially in league two, but like people were outraged with, uh, with certain trades that we made. I mean, when, when, yeah. when Quezzy went to go play for, is it Colchester? He's a Colchester, right? Yeah. That was like, there was a lot of really angry people with us and they, totally. they loved, they loved Quezzy. And I mean, I, I loved him too. He's a great guy, but I wanted to also see, he I'm, is. Glad he's, I'm glad that he's playing somewhere opposed to not playing for us in, in the certain, whatever that is. Totally. I didn't totally. mean to make that awkward. I just was like, oh, I don't actually know all the details around his trade. So just, just go back to your shower idea every time you might <laughs> mess up. Well, listen, I've got a lot of plates to spin, you know? I gotta be the yeah, media guy. Is that a shower thing? Are you spinning plates? Spinning in the shower. In the shower. Yeah, there you go. That's another the show thing is about... getting better. That yeah, that's another thing about my shower. I'm not even naked. I'm wearing a tuxedo in the shower, but I'm doing a lot of kind of dinner party magic, you know, close-up magic. Jacob, question for you. Um, I know you were pretty gung-ho and also extremely helpful uh, on the whole sidemen front in getting that to be even a thing that we had an opportunity to be a part of. Um, Just what are your overarching thoughts as someone that is less involved with football but more involved with – some of the other bits and just kind of how you thought it went. And uh, I'm just, yeah, I'm sure in general fans will appreciate perspective from owners they haven't heard of before. And that's obviously was a huge topic of the last yep. few weeks. Yeah. I mean, the sidemen for me was like, of if, if you watch, I mean, if you think about what is valuable to a club, right, it's revenue at the end of the day, culture and revenue. And revenue tends to come from people actually wanting to buy your stuff or pay attention to you, which requires exposure. So it seems to me like lower tier clubs are like really just making stuff for their local high school fan. You know, it's like a local high school Mm -hmm. team a lot of times where they're really just focused on the like 500 locals. And in my dream world, 10 years from now, Crawley town has a thousand seats that are always reserved for, you know, Crawley Town locals or season ticket holders at like a much lower price. But 10 years from now, I hope we're sitting in league, you know, champions or premier league and we're charging everyone else a ton more money because people want to come in from all over the place because they love what we do as a club and the exposure drove us into the hundred million fans category, you know? And mm-hmm. in my opinion, at least we don't get there without people who drive exposure. Um, and so I think the sidemen, you know, being the UK's, premier exposure in the world like we couldn't in year one have possibly partnered with anyone better like just to talk football with and hang out with and you know have like brand associated so um i actually got crazy enough when i was going from london down to watch the sidemen charity match there were four kids that i sat with on the train that were actually crawley town kids like 18 year olds from crawley oh really yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to look at the Telegram group better. That's two things in the last hour you said you didn't notice. This, I mean, I haven't heard the rest of the story. It might ring a bell, but you were on a train with kids. Yeah, that, so that I doesn't exactly. I'm on a train, and there's these kids 
And like, they're like, who, you know, you sound American or whatever. Like, who are you? You know, what are you here for? And we're talking. And um, I told them that I was part of, you know, the Crawley Town group and that we were doing stuff with the sidemen. And they were just like, no way. That's crazy. Like, what? Like, so see, here's me and me and some lads. Shout out Crawley Town lads. <laughs> I think you um, sent that picture. That that looks familiar. Yeah. And so I was talking to them and, and he, you know, at first they were just kind of like, you know, excited and kind of, oh my God, I can't believe we met a Crawley Town guy on this train. You know, we're from Crawley Town. We go to the games, like whatever. And I was like, oh, that's, that's cool. But then the more we talked, like they, you know, I was like, well, you know, some people are like going to be mad or upset about what we're doing. Like, they really don't want us to like be bringing in like, you know, bullshit activities or bringing in these, you know, influencers or whatever. And these kids were just like, no mate, like everyone under 30 and Crawley is out of their head. Like this is, mm-hmm. this is incredible. Like sure. Some people aren't happy, but as even as far as local go, locals go, he's like, I can't believe these people even know the name Crawley. Like, you know, like he's yeah. like, that doesn't even, that's crazy. And so I'm sitting on a train full of like, mainly under 25 year olds under 30 year olds and you know our tiktok following exploded accordingly with all of those people saw toby saw crawley said sure right like Mm -hmm. so some of this is just like you know i think the the biggest thing and i don't know if you end up needing to cut this feel free to cut it but the biggest thing to me was i feel like fans misconstrued like the financials of that situation as in some people are like, why the hell would you have paid Toby however much you needed to pay him to get him to do this, uh, right? Or the other side would be like, well, how much are you guys making for letting Toby do this? And it's like, no, like that's that's really not even what it was about. It was just brand alignment. And, you know, we're an internet team. Hopefully they're an internet people like, you know, and Toby may or may not have a brother, young, you know, good enough to make the team at some point in the, yeah. in the near future, you know? So like it, it just worked out all the way around, but I feel like it was misconstrued towards people thinking we're just like bullshit artists. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, like we didn't make millions or spend millions to make that happen. That just worked out for everybody involved. You know, and to- Toby said himself, I mean, to be clear, I think this, I mean, we just donated to the same charity that everyone was donating to for the cause for the match. And Toby right. didn't make anything off of it either. Like he's him giving us his time was his decision and his <clears throat> grace like you we, we he had he didn't know us anything so um that we were no. super appreciative that he was just interested and obviously manny as well and then jed so uh yeah no i, I think it's it was fascinating to see it break down i think just kind of going back to your your point right before that about the under 30s or being on the train with those lads like for me there's like you hear all the loud negative noise online a lot and the first day like we announced it of course like i was hearing it it was the very next day i woke up to an email from a teacher who, who, who teaches at one of like the secondary schools or high school, mm. more or less equivalent down to junior high. Uh, and just said, it's all anyone was talking about today. And I was like, okay, nice. good. Th- that's it. I'm fine. I'm good. This is, this, this, this <laughs> all, this is all that matters. Like it worked. Like if I, that's all anyone in a Crawley high school or junior high is talking about the very next day. Bang. It worked. Yep. So yeah. I think it was, a it, it was, uh, I had some really good conversations with uh, local fans. I didn't get to talk to too many, but the, the two guys that gave me time to sit down and talk over Skype um, or Zoom, uh, they were really, really um, like, they didn't, they didn't like 
the timing of it, but they also, I don't think really think into the, the financials of, I, sure. I don't think any fans really think into the financials. Other the Twitter than comments, the, the Twitter comments did. And I know it's hard because you see it and you think maybe that represents more people than just a couple people saying things. I had just read it multiple times of like, you know, you're taking the piss out of our club for money. Right. Or, or you paid how, however much you paid him, you could have brought in, you know, more lads from academies or something, just stuff like that, where it's like, you just, you're missing, you, you missed why we did it. You missed how we did it. You're not, you know, you're not asking the right questions here, you know? Um, and there's just some people that, you know, I mean, when we talk to some guys and they're like, I would rather us be in the national league than have you guys turn us into an internet team. It's like, all right, well, we're not going to have a conversation, you know? That's right. Like that's, that's right. At that point, it's like, we we're just never going to align. So I'm, I'm sorry. And I'm and and I'm and I've pulled some people like ninety nine point X percent would not like to be relegated. So <laughs> those people are definitely in the minority of fans, anyways. Yeah, yeah. I respect and, the uh, contrarianism of it all. We're safely, I think we're we're safely out of that zone. Well, not safely, but we're out of there Jeez. currently. Um, for, for, you started your little segment with telling us you were old without telling us you're old by saying Skype. And then now you're saying we're safely out of relegation zone when we aren't necessarily. So if, if we go on a negative run, Andy, I am blaming yeah. you in this pod. Yeah. Andy's no, really putting I'm... himself in a spot here. Okay. Listen, as the 40 year old on here, I oh, also man. have the edgiest jokes. So that automatically makes me younger than both of you. There's such uh, a difference between edginess and just poor. Just, oh just that's like so, that's so unfair. I <laughs> I did two great comedy shows last night. I was I was ripping it. Sounds I can't like believe you ran out of the good stuff. Last oh my god! <laughs> oh man! Just dusted gonna, it all in New Orleans. Last I'm night. gonna I'm gonna manipulate this entire podcast so that <laughs> it just looks like I'm killing right there where you're laughing. That's I'm gonna add that to Cut. all like my it. jokes. I totally understand. Um, Every time the shower comes up, it's just me leaning forward laughing. Uh, when you guys did, I, I mean, Lee sent me a picture from the uh, from after the game. And there was like a crowd of like, I don't know, 40, 50 kids waiting outside of the VIP entrance. You're talking about the Crawley, it, the Crawley game, right? The Accrington FA, FA yeah, Cup, yeah, yeah. not the yeah. not the yeah, Burnley yeah. game. But, um, how, you know... Did you hear anything as far as like it seemed like there was a good attendance, three thousand people, I want to say, and good vibes. Even though we took an L, it was just like a, I think it was positive. Yeah, there were it was definitely a little hectic outside. They had more of the stewards or security involved. They finally formed a line, and it was a proper like meet and greet after. But there was a little rowdiness initially while Toby and his brothers were trying to leave, and that front like ticket entrance reception area. Uh, but it got sorted and, and it went over really well. So, uh, yeah, I think it'd be, I'd be interested to know, and there's no way of knowing as far as I can tell how many non crawly youth went to the game, knowing Toby was going to be there mm. like from London or around surrounding yeah. areas. I'd be intrigued to know, but, um, my guess is there were some, uh, sure. kind of Jacob, Jacob was like the first one to use this line like months ago, but you know, like crawly United, excuse me, Crawley Town, Wagner United, like we want you to be your second favorite team. Like if that's, if that's like a mission, we're okay with it for a lot of the like global audience. They have a premier league team they root for a championship or different country. They root for another club. 
But if we're your second favorite team, like that's a lot of fans. That's a lot of opportunity. And so I'm curious if, yeah, some of those that traveled down, if they weren't already Crawley fans, if there's their first Crawley Town football club match they attended, um, and it was only because of the other stuff. So hopefully we now can keep them, keep them involved, keep them engaged, and then um, use that to just grow our, our brand and club. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, we are getting up. We're just about to hit 40 minutes. Um, we've kind of covered a lot of bases. Obviously, didn't have the results we wanted uh, versus Accrington in the FA Cup or against Burnley in the Carabao Cup. Um, I think we were, I think there were two different games. FA Cup was like obviously um, just kind of better team that day. And Burnley, I think, is just, a, they're going to be in the Premier League next year. They're, they're just on a roll. They're top of the championship. They play really kind of really solid style. I mean, if you look at the the data on FootMob, it was like 91% passing ratio, like uh, accuracy. Like they were just, they were playing great. So I'm not too upset about that. I don't think there's a lot to talk about, but um, let's get to the football just real briefly. We have Barrow this week. Preston, have you looked into Barrow at all? Well, any- hold on. Let me give let me give uneducated opinions on this game. Oh, yeah, yeah. The the game the game yesterday, I think again is a really um, really telling it's really interesting pregame where some fans, some people are more vocal than others. And like the Discord, Twitter, and Instagram all were like, what the hell is this lineup? Like, why are we playing this lineup? I was surprised why people were surprised. Cause I'm like, yeah, like coach put the, you know, put the team together and they're going to go play. And I feel like even the announcers were like, what is going on? And then by halftime, they're like, oh, this is fantastic. This is the best. This is great. And I think in like the 70th minute um, before some, somewhere around there before they scored the second goal, the announcer was like, regardless of what happens here, if you're a Crawley fan, you just have to be like completely shocked, but proud of how they played today, you know? And I thought it was just like a really, you know, and then, and then I, I totally, you know, the third goal, it's, it's whatever, right? Like you lose two, one or three, one, it's the same thing. You start playing harder and hope for the best and they sneak through for a third goal. But, you know, we've already beat Fulham this year. If we had beat those guys yesterday, it's, you know, in, in, I don't know if it makes sense as much, but like in baseball, when someone's trying to decide if it was an error or a hit, the question is like, if they had made the play, would you have called it routine or been proud of them? Right. And if you'd have been proud of them for making the play, well, then it was hard to make. That's kind of how I felt about that game yesterday. Right. It's like if you win that game, you're like, oh, my God, like proud of them. And if you lose, you're like, man, kind of supposed to. But good fight for 70 minutes, you know, like 79 even. I think 79 minutes. And you go straight to penalties, too, the way the the new rules are. Like in that point, we're nearly 50-50, maybe slightly underdogs. But like that's if we could get there, you know, that we're in a really good spot. So, um yeah. yeah, it was. We were. That's why I think everyone was impressed that for nearly 80 minutes we were able to kind of survive and at least uh, keep it keep it tied. Um, yeah, Barrow for what it's. I think they're fourth on the table. Andy, I haven't looked to be honest, but they've they've won three or four straight as well. So they've been playing okay. really well and they're they're good. So um, yeah, there you go. Yep, they're fourth. They've won their last three, and 
you know, uh, I mean, Northampton's above them. We beat Northampton, didn't we? I mean, doesn't necessarily matter in a one-game sample. But, yeah, I, yeah, crazy stuff happens for sure. <laughs> crazy, crazy stuff. Uh, I don't think it's that crazy. I mean, I can't wait till the day that I can log on to the League 2 table and see the top of the table and Crawley without having to scroll down. But we're not there yet. Um, I don't know. So I guess we don't really have a lot of data on them. So I guess we'll just say we wish I mean, them you want luck. me to look it up right now. No, 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 no. That's on, that's on Burrow. No. It's fine. We'll just talk. Well, I'll cut in right here at the pod. I'll just cut into me taking a shower and then we'll, we'll go out. <laughs> um, Jacob, thank you very much for uh, joining us. Um, we, we look forward to seeing you again over at Broadfield and other, you know, other places around the country. Let me know if you're in New York or London anytime soon. Yeah, dudes. Um, I have a baby due in three weeks. Holy. Um, so that'll be baby number two for me. And then, because I really, I really wanted to come over to watch the Walsall game because I met some of the Walsall owners earlier this year. They're Americans. Yeah. And <laughs> I have a baby due like five days after that game. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to risk it. Um, don't even ask yeah, yeah no but maybe maybe i'll i'll shoot out i'll definitely shoot out in the spring at some point you know at least once and then when we're uh clearly in the playoffs i'll shoot back over for playoffs you know um, yeah for sure so yeah well awesome man thanks for joining us um i'm gonna stop totally. recording right now uh this has been the owner's box thank you guys very much for supporting us we'll see you guys next week uh up the up the town Come on, you Reds. Mm -hmm.